yo, yo, what is up? Welcome back to Hoops and Brews. I just realized I did not make a welcome graphic today. Uh, that is my fault. But, uh, Joe, how you feel? I'm good, man. It's a sunny day today. It, it is sunny day today. It's a little chilly, but the sun is out. So After happy. living in basically Seattle for the past two weeks, it is a sunny day today. And I guess we can just hop on into it because I didn't make a graphic, so it just looks crazy up there right now. But uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, well, okay. So the Lakers played Philly. What was it Sunday? Mm-hmm. You got cooked on Twitter about this. I did not so get cooked. You got kind of cooked, bro. You got. <laughs> I did not five, get cooked. Gee, it was fifty replies to your tweet, and I guarantee you a lot. Of, I, wait, hold on, wait. How many? How many? How many quote tweets? I'm about to look at how many like, quote tweets. It was like fifty quotes. It was like <laughs> you got cooked on Twitter for this, bro. You got cooked. I did not get cooked. It was a bunch of biased Philly Joel and B stands, born and raised in Philadelphia people, jumping to my mentions, lying. No, nah, look, no, nah, look, I'm finna, I'm finna find how many you had. You had 12 replies. Hello, you had 12. Re- First of all, you had 84,000 views on, on this on this uh, tweet. Number one, if you look you at had, that one, where I said, you had I said, tw- it's going to be a good people saw one of my replies because I guess they coded it with <laughs> you had four retweets you know? and 45 quote tweets, and you had um. And you had, um, um, I think it was 11 likes. And actually, before we get into it, I want to bring uh, our guests on today. Uh, uh, a friend of the show. We have a group chat. We also, I, we also, in, are we in two fantasy leagues together or just one? Uh, Ron, is, Ron is in both, but he just don't do the sleep one because he okay. didn't drive his team. Okay. Well, bring it on, Ron. Uh, Ron, how are you feeling today, brother? I've been good, man. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. The weather's very much nice. We was in Seattle. Yeah, Joe didn't get cooked, man. I didn't know. I didn't get. I didn't get cooked, bro. Teddy, man, appreciate you once again, brother. Always, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. But Joe, I want you to take over because you was the one getting cooked on Twitter about this. So you take over and please try to explain to us why Russell Westbrook made the right play. At the end of the game on uh Sunday, Russell Westbrook and Darvin Ham made the right play Sunday night, and it was pretty obvious to me. The, the scenario you got there is a scenario that would have been very hard to get via timeout. So you already had it off the rip on goal. Only thing that might want to make you want to call timeout is possibly you know Russell Westbrook. He'd be tweaking sometimes, but still, I like that matchup. Russell Westbrook this season has arguably been one of the best guards at penetrating the lane and then making a play from there, and that's without doubt. He was. Play one of his best games that same game, getting into the key, dishing it off. Uh, he missed a couple layups, but still had some good finishes. And he just he was killing, getting into the paint. Just the, that's the part of the reason. He's the reason why they, why the game was the way it was. He literally just got a, a stop on Jordan Embiid, tried to shoot a, a one-legged uh, mid-range shot over. One-legged step back. It was tragic. Like when do you practice that side? Tragic. Russ grabs it, he pushes it, and the same guy he just got the stop on is Gardner. I'm not a coach. I'm living with that ten times out of ten. Russell Westbrook, and it was proven. Um, and B fouled him. He grabbed his wrist on his way over to the uh, to the rim. It's like that kind of proves it's a mismatch right there. And B is no match for Russell Westbrook one on one in a situation like that by any means. I mean, it was a good call. It's, it's obvious. That's pretty obvious to me. I don't know. I, the only reason why people disagree with me is because they're they're Jordan B stands and they was gassing him. I meant just calling him the a unicorn. He got one through five. He switch on defense. He do all this stuff. And also another thing is, if he is what they say he is, he might be one of the biggest underachievers in NBA history. You telling me this guy can guard one through five, switch out to the guard, hold his own, and do all this, but he can't even and, and get thirty and twelve every night, but can't make an Eastern Conference Final? Philadelphia, y'all, y'all need to hold your man accountable. Y'all need to leave me alone and go tell him B to 
Game All, right. All right, look, number one. Yes, I agree. Um, I think in some of those situations, especially like um, late-game situations, it can be very hard to inbound the ball. Obviously, you let the other team get their um, defense set. But once Russell Westbrook lost the ball, pass the fucking ball, bro. It is officially above you. I mean, it had to you be know, like what, three seconds left at that point. No, it was like seven. It was like seven, I think. But you no, get a pass off in seven seconds, bro. Also, 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 yes, yes, I get the mismatch thing in theory, but that's still Joel and B. I don't know if I want anybody taking Joel. Like, for instance, if that was Tobias Harris, by all means, take that man off the dribble. I don't you know, know I, if I want. You got a higher chance of taking and B off the dribble than you I do Tobias. Got a high, Harris? I do not agree with that. I do not agree. First of all, first of all, even first of all, first of all, first of all, even if you get the ball to the glass and beat is massive enough and long enough to still block the shot. No, but the, the thing is, you could also dump it off though. You get there some and you could dump it off to the next person. Like I trust Russell Westbrook to make a decision like that. And he couldn't do it because he got fouled because he beat the mismatch off the dribble, but he had to foul him and stop. Not see it's his thing with the late because I, I was arguing with the homies about this about the uh, Dallas game. A lot of these calls, you're not getting those calls late in games unless you tackle somebody, unless you literally <laughs> Tackle a man, you're not getting those little like, oh, you grab his wrist, oh, you like bumped him slightly. You're usually not getting those calls at the end of games unless you just blatantly, completely foul a man. I feel like he got away with that whole. He, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, from what we see on video, it may seem like he wasn't holding his wrist down hard, but I'm pretty sure Embiid was probably holding his wrist down very yeah, for sure, hard. for sure. Making sure. it very hard for him to put up a shot attempt. I do agree with Joe though, one thousand percent. The way that Westbrook was playing. Now, on the statement when he mentioned that Darvin Ham made the right decision, I don't believe the coach made the right decision. I believe the player, Russell Westbrook, made the right decision. The coach should have called a timeout. Honestly, at what point though? At, at what as point soon as they secured the rebound, I would have, I would have, I would have told the ref pre-play while he was coming up the sideline. As soon as we secure the rebound, timeout on the spot. You know, as soon as we secure the rebound, I don't want I don't want nothing going on. I want to draw up a play to get a better shot off with LeBron, or a, a Bron to make a play at the rim, maybe kick it out to a shooter, get something going, an opportunity that's better. We have plenty of time, but I do like Westbrook's aggressiveness and tenacity when he drove to the basket. That was something I enjoyed because, as I said in earlier shows. I assume I thought Westbrook was out the league until the performance that he'd be putting on this year. And to see that he still has that aggression and plays with that fire in him is, is something sought over amongst the league. And yeah. that that he made was very, very, very like in the situation, like a moment that, that shows you that he still has Brody in him. Uh, I mean, I feel you. I mean, one thing Russell Westbrook never likes is confidence. I just think. Yes, in in theory, if you get a guard put on a center, yeah, you want that ten times ten a day. I don't know if you want that same matchup on Joel Embiid though. Yeah, I saw the quote tweet. Same matchup on bro, they, Joel Embiid. They quoted the people video, bro. No, he's not the best player year, but 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 can you name me five defenders at his position you're comfortable taking over? Yes. Joel five five in that situation or. Five in that situation specifically, in that situation sure, five, 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 bam, bam, okay, bam, bam. Precious. Nick Claxton. I'm not oh. taking presses over. No, not I'm, not doing I'm not doing presses. I'm not doing presses. I'm not we'll doing do presses. We'll do Claxton. We'll be Claxton. 
Bam. Claxton. Okay. It get now. Now you go star line. Rudy. <laughs> no. You're not taking mm. Gobert. No. In that situation. In that situation. Oh, no. The best center. The best no. center in the league. And you know, no, Rudy, Rudy is the best rim protector, but he's we're talking about anchor. you have to yes, anchor, but what but we're talking about you have to like literally come out there on the on the um, perimeter and stick with a guard. He does I'm that, he does that night in night out. He did that when he was on the jazz, night in night out. Yeah, but I'm not taking Rudy in that situation over Joel. In that situation, no. I'm not I doing mean, that. You're not taking I, precious at no, all. No, no, he moved move a little better than no. Than First of all, have you seen how massive Embiid is? I remember I so I saw Embiid in person about four years ago. He is one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> like ever seen in my entire life. And I'm not talking about I saw him like on court. I was outside at a night spot in Los Angeles, and Joel Embiid walked right past me. I, so just the fact again, even if he's beat, the fact that he's that big, he can still get back into the play, even if he's beat. So yes, I agree. I like Dar. I actually don't mind Darvin Ham not calling a timeout because again, the Lakers have lost games in a million different ways when he's called timeouts, <laughs> when he hasn't called timeouts. So I don't mind him trying something different in this uh, scenario. Like, you know what? I'm gonna just let the players go because also in those situations, again, like the court is unbalanced. You know, people are cross maxed. Again, you know, like uh, even James Worthy said, you know, post game, you call a timeout, you a lot of other team to get their defense set. How many timeouts did they have? But did they have one or two left? I think we had one. Yeah, so okay, you you like call the timeout. What if you can't get the ball in? Now it's a five second violation. Yeah. So so you know you got all those different things. I just think that I don't know if I want Russell Westbrook trying to take Joel and Bead off the dribble. And then when you lose the ball, then maybe you call a timeout, or then maybe you pass the ball. And then again, <laughs> let's say like I think I think Russ was trying to throw the ball to uh, Troy Brown in the uh, corner. Shout out Troy Brown. Even like what I've noticed recently, Troy Brown has been a much better shooter. But oh, he's oh, he, way better. But and he got some, he some big shots down the stretch in that game. He is yes, huge for shot. sure. But do you want Troy Brown for the second game in a row taking taking a game winner? Yeah, just ask the question. I mean, yes, I mean notoriously, LeBron James ain't really known for the guy who wants to. Do you want Troy guys? Brown? Also, I mean, no. and also, and also, and, and, and also, can I say? I think there's another issue for the uh, Lakers. The Lakers don't really have a closer. Anthony Davis. You don't say Davis that. Games? Don't say that. When Anthony Davis closing. That. When has Anthony Davis ever ever been a closer for his uh game? Team? Game six, Orlando. Versus the yeah. Denver Nuggets, who all the way three the Orlando. bubble in Orlando, the bubble in Orlando, in Orlando, the bubble was in Orlando, the bubble in the you bubble. The, Orlando. You the talking about the finals? The game winner, the buzzer beater when Mason Pumley failed. Listen to what I'm saying. But this is what I'm saying. Historically, Andy Davis has never been a closer, even in uh New Orleans. It was Drowning. It wasn't AD. It was Drew that took those oh, shots. Closer? No, no. I'm not. You're not, no. you're not getting there with that. It was Drew. You don't remember that Anthony Davis game winner in OKC when he was on the Pelicans? It was a, it was a high screen. You got a lot of those. You were talking about the one where he double pumped and threw the ball <laughs> at the rim? That's what you really want to call closing? Cash that and he cast it? Gee, if anything, it was a high screen and roll and Drew kicked it to him. Or, or Drew got open uh, off of AD. I will, three. Say, that Jordan, I will say this. Closers in the NBA tend to be guards. Like not going to talk about not going to talk no, about Drew Holiday like he was Kyrie no, Irving. No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> even when no, even yeah. when KG played with fucking Sam Cassell, Sam Cassell still closed the games. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, 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 I'm sure KG was involved in the uh, action. He was probably the second option. Yeah, you would like live. With that. 
And and, 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 and listen, it actually means a lot. He's a he's like a I'm super just decoy. Saying, I'm fair. But the thing is, he's a fucking decoy. I'm just saying one thing with the Lakers, the issue is one issue, they don't really have a closer. Even like when you look at LeBron's best teams. Granted, I'm not saying LeBron can't close games. It's fucking LeBron James. But Kyrie, one of the best reasons why Kyrie Irving and Bron pair so well was because, nigga, look at the fucking Nets. Kyrie is the closer. Kyrie is second in the league at four quarter points. It ain't even KD. It's actually yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie's an anomaly, bro. Don't do that. I'm he's just a, saying. Kyrie I'm just is an saying, anomaly. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, think, I think one issue with the Lakers this year is they don't really have a closer. Like, who do you, at the end of the game, get a ball to and be like, you know what, we're going to get out your way, and you're going to figure it out? They don't have that. They grit. They grit, bro. They grit and grind, bro. They grit and grind. They top-heavy, and they got a bunch of grit and grindy guys, bro. They got Pat Bev out there, uh, uh, JTA. They ain't got Austin Reeves. You feel me? It it's a grit and grind team. It ain't which, yeah, it ain't like, you feel me? Again, which is exactly why, just rounding this conversation now, I don't mind Darvin Ham not calling a timeout and just trying to see what you can get kind of um in um in um in transition. Because, again, you call a timeout, you allow Philly to get their defense set, but not, now you got to inbound the ball. You don't really have anybody who's a great closer who's just going to ISO one-on-one and be able to take a jump shot to win the game. I think one of the issues why people be so mad about, you know, like even the Dallas call. Bro, when you're going to the rim, especially when you're LeBron James going to the rim, you're probably not going to get those foul calls unless somebody literally comes and tackles and you out of the air yeah. and clotheslines you out the air. You're probably not going to get that call. And have you seen LeBron James jumpers this year for game-winning situations? Have you Woo! seen them? So what is LeBron it? James jump shot this year, boys. Have you seen them? So again, I don't mind that. I you probably don't want Russell Westbrook trying to take Joel Embiid off the dribble, but you know it was what it was. I think he was actually trying to swing the ball to Troy Brown. That's a whole nother conversation. Do you want Troy Brown taking back-to-back game winners? I don't necessarily know if that's what you want to do, but hey, it's the Lakers. What other options do you have? So you know, kind of, it is what it is. But moving on, I want to talk about the team that I cover, uh, the LA Clippers. Reports came out today that they are possibly interested in trading John Wall for maybe a backup. Well, anyway, it's been a lot of whole bunch of Clippers trade rumors. They're looking at Mike Conley, uh, talking about trading um, 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 Wall. Reggie Jackson is basically out the rotation now. Terrence Mann is the uh, starting point guard. Uh, I mean, I guess what do you guys think about John Wall trade rumors, even if it's for a backup center? Or do you even think the Clippers even – I've been one of the people who say I don't think the Clippers even really need trade. I think they just need to play. But what do you think about Clippers trade rumors? Is there is there any position that you think that the Clippers uh, could stand from getting? And if there is a player out there that you would love to see them get, uh, who would it be and what would you give up to get it? I think the Clippers – I'm honestly on the same – same tip as you. They need to just play. Honestly, they need to play. They need to before they consider trading any pieces and anyone. They need to get minutes on the floor together. I think they only play like fully healthy like five games. It can't be even five. There's no way it's five. Like I, I think, think it's, it's like playing. three. I think it's, it's like, like one. Two, yeah, facts. Three, three or two maybe. games. It ain't and, five. And and we already like 45, 46 games into the season now. We we didn't. It's technically not the halfway we are mark. Past because, the halfway. Yeah. No, 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 no. We are past the halfway mark. All star really? break is not the halfway mark. Yeah. Some people consider all star break the second stretch of the season, but I think we're past the halfway mark. And I think they need to just get minutes together on the floor. Um, Paul George, he just. I think he just 
came. I think he's still injured right now, right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, he's questionable tonight. He might play either. I think either tonight or tomorrow because they have Kawhi, a back to back tomorrow. But then yeah. Kawhi not gonna play because it's back to back. Yeah, Kawhi not gonna play. It's a back to back, and then it's just it's just something about that team. I do think that they do need they do need better guard play. They have two okay, decent guards, com- comparable guards. I think they're solid, but it would be a kick if they didn't have so much more top heavy six eight six nine wing forwards and more six three six four guards like more gritty guys like a Grayson Allen might help them out you know they need more of that on a lower lower tier Pat Bev could even help them out I don't think they need a guard that can facilitate or anything like that because they have Kawhi they have they have Paul George they have uh Morris they got Batum they got so many forwards out there that can play on the floor Zubak is amazing I think Zubak is amazing on that team um, so yeah, I just think that they, if they were to make trades, but I personally want them to just play games, get the minutes on the floor, get the chemistry down, shit, play, play Brandon Boston Jr. That's I don't not know, right? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? He might, he might could do something out there. You know, I know, I know Ty Lue is kind of a, like a, I don't want to call him an older coach because he kind of has like an older mentality, but these young cats today, they putting up 140 every night. Brandon Boston Jr. got some talent. You never know what can happen out there. It's just like who you going to remove out the rotation to put him on the court? I wouldn't remove anything, but I would try to fit. Yeah. Trade John Wall. Remove John Wall. Trade him. Then you got to. Yeah, but what you going to trade him for? And who you going to trade him to? If you were to trade John Wall, you need to get somebody like like a, a Tillman. Tillman to help them out from the Xavier Tillman. Yeah, he'll help them out. He'll help them out a lot. You get you get somebody like that to come in there to get some five minutes every night, you know, come in and be a – because that whole killer five they got at the end of the game, they closing squad when they come out there with Morris, uh, Leonard, I'm not rocking with that. It's worked a couple times, but, like, you give up so much with rebounding, you also don't really have rim protection because, like, none of those guys are actual rim protectors. Yeah, um, like I'm, like, okay. like Roko's not a, not a rim protector. Kawhi's not one. Batum's not one. So you like give up drives. Like basically, if you get beat, you got to foul. You have to. I mean, that's even what happened with the uh, Hawks game. Like while Trey Young went 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 to the line like ten straight times. Like like if he um, um if he uh, gets beat, you have to uh you have to uh foul. So I mean, with with the John with the John Wall trade rumors, it's just like to me, I'm I'm with you, bro. Like just play. Like, you don't even – currently as it stands, right, I have actually meant to ask this. And, well, actually, it went up recently. Their offensive rating is 26 out of 30. Now, I don't think they actually have the 26th worst offense in the uh, league, but I also don't know if they have a top 10 offense in the league either. I mean, granted, Luke Kennard has been out. I mean, you know, PG and Kawhi haven't really got on-court time, but I just think that their offense will always kind of – flutter because they kind of have like the same kind of player and then they also get stuck in the fact of just isoing too much and too many times when I when I watch the Clippers play I don't know what the point of the play was like I don't know what the actual intention of what they were trying to do was uh and then also like how much is John Wall worth what are you getting for John Wall right now like John Wall he should be able to get you a Nas Reed I think John Wall not getting you Nas Reed John Wall's not getting you Nas Reed you're gonna have to 
you're gonna have to think, you're gonna have to attack something else with that. You gonna they have don't to have to attach stuff. They don't, they don't even that. utilize Najri the way they should. You really think they should trade Brandon Boston? I mean, his his timeline doesn't fit with the Clippers. True, but I feel like he has a lot of talent. A lot of I agree attention. with you. I mean, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, was he like the number one ranked player at his position when he left Sierra King? Yeah, he was he very top Kentucky, 10. and like it didn't really go right. But he was, but he was like ranked like one of the. Yes, I agree. I just think that if you want to get rid of John Wall, you're probably gonna have to for for a actual asset that's actually going to help you in the uh, playoffs. You're gonna probably have to either part with Brandon Boston, maybe even de- depending on how big you're swinging. Terrence Mann, who Terrence Mann, since he's been playing in the uh, starting lineup, has been playing great. Now, I don't know, uh, you know, how, how long this will, you know, um, um, continue. Yeah, I, I don't know in the playoff there. series, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, if some of that will, like, slow down or if he or if, like, that lineup can be um, game plan for. But I do like the intensity and the pace that he brings to the Clippers. He gives them something that um, they just don't have. And he takes a little bit better care of the ball than what John Wall has this season. John Wall has taken little care of the basketball in some moments this season. And he's another guy who ain't available. Like, he dumped on a man and hurt his Adam, and now he out two weeks. He don't play <laughs> back-to-backs. So he's, a, like, another guy you can't really fully get a look at completely with this um team because he's not fully there. But if you're going to trade John Wall for something, you're going to have to attack probably Brandon Boston or, like, some more picks. So, like, what really is John Wall going to get you? That's gonna help you be a championship team. I think they reached on that, on that, on that nab. I mean, it could work. It on grabbing John Wall. It can work. It was a, it was a low, low risk situation. They didn't lose nothing to get him. Uh, I mean, I mean they're losing key because I feel like, like how Pappy was just speaking on Chance Man. I'm kind of high on his development. Like I'm kind of high. I mean, we seen him when he went crazy. Against Gobert in the playoffs, obviously. I get reminded he just had 28 of the, day. the other day, right? Didn't he just have 28 the other day? Like that. I think he had 30 against yeah. Houston. I think I think, man, he could be like he could be a lower Tyrese Maxi kind of guy coming up. If they just find it, find his niche, give him the confidence, he could come up and maybe reach that level. Yeah, I know. I've seen people talking about like uh, Teddy Hart. Shout out, shout out to Teddy Hart. Said Clippers can make a package for Fed Van V do this conversation in Toronto. They don't want to pay him. Terrence Mann, another player, and a pick. Uh, let's try to trade for Fred Van Vliet. I'm going to try to go on Fanspo and trade for Fred Van Vliet right now. Um, but also, what that is, you're going to have to pay him. You got to pay for it. Like, like, you have to pay for it, Van Vliet. I think he so got whoever, 20 M's last contract. Well, Toronto gave apparently Toronto offered him a hundred million. And he said no. I don't know why he did yeah, that. He got he said, eighty million last contract though. That was about one eighteen. He he had he signed a he signed twenty for four last contract. I don't think he I think he won thirty. Fred Vincent did with Kawhi already. That'd be nice. They got their chemistry going already. Yeah, but that is true. yeah, but that goes into the fact when I was mentioning closing situation. You are gonna have Fred Vincent. PG or Fred mm. Fleet, Luke Kennard, PG, Kawhi, and Morrison of court. Oh, that's Zubac Olay of all day. That's Olay right Zubac, here. Zubac can still play the five in that situation. You don't have to find in a closing uh, situation. You're not putting yeah. Zubac in, bro. Yeah, Zubac. it depends on the matchup. If you're playing against the Nuggets, you want Morris Garden? Uh, all right, so it. all right, so I'm trying to trade uh Mans. So let's say they say John Wall, but I'm gonna do Reggie Jackson for contract reasons. Reggie Jackson to the uh, Raptors. Uh, Terrence Mann is just on a 
such a cheap deal. Like, do you really want to part ways with Terrence, man? You would probably have to, though, if you wanted Fred Van Vliet. But is it even worth it to part ways for Fred Van Vliet? I mean, he's a he's a he's a high tier. I would say he's an all star. He's, he's an all star. He's a borderline all star guard. He made all star game before he's made one. Yes, right? yes he made all star games. And let's say year. you trade your twenty twenty eight lottery protected pick. Let's see if this works. And probably got to put in the trade exception. Mm. Uh, let's see. Try trade. Doesn't work. All right. That's also the thing with the Clippers. Like their contract situations are kind of weird. Like you might have to give up like three, like two or three players to make this work. Hold on. Because everybody's on to... such low deals over there. Yeah, low deals or like, or like, why would I trade for that? Uh let's see, try to add another player to it. Um, it's really like nothing else to even if I'm the Clippers, I'm not doing that deal. I'm not. That doesn't because move. The, me. the thing is, you would you had to give up like how much are you willing to give up for Fred Van Vliet? How much are you willing to sacrifice? Because yeah, I mean, like, the West, is, the West is wide open right now. That's why it's like, and again, they just play, play. They just have to play games, play games. You have to get on the court and actual Kawhi and PG need, need to be on the court together for at least ten to fifteen games. You got to get um Luke back. Uh, you got to just get on the court and play games. I'm not somebody who thinks this team needs a trade because you have to just play games. And then, like I said, a very weird situation. Like they got guys like like a Rocco or like a Reggie, like, and then. If you're, I mean, if I mean, if, if you're the Raptors, I guess like you will take those contracts. And also, it, like the Raptors have to decide what they want to do, and what direction they want. We talked about this last time, but they have to decide what direction they want to go in as a franchise. They were hot at the beginning of the year because they again, they're not horrible. Like they could make the play in. Realistically, I think they're like right outside it right now. They could make the play in, but like, and maybe make the playoffs. But, but what the East is that, getting so much better. It is. So it's like, what does that like? Do you want to restart this thing? And who you know, who knows? I mean, so I think we can leave it there. Um, next, another guy who talks about being traded, John Collins. They've seemed like the Hawks have been trying to trade John Collins since I don't know, 2018. Yeah, like 2019. <laughs> uh can John Collins help a team, and what team do you think he can help if he could help a team? Joe, you the take Hornets. The you say the Hornets. Interesting. Explain that, Ron. Ooh, the Hornets makes sense. I feel like he. Would, I feel like he could rock over there. Be a, he'll come in. Um, be a he's hard, right? Be a be a Miles Bridges replacement. Definitely a Miles Bridges replacement, and it'd give him a new life, a new opportunity. He'd have more reign on the court. He'd be playing with a playmaker. I mean, obviously, Trey Long, Trey Long and Dejounte Murray are both playmakers. I'm not saying they're not playmakers, but going to go play with Lamelo Ball and a more loose offense because I think their head coach right now on uh, on the Hawks, he's more defensive oriented. You know, he's a mm-hmm. more defensive oriented coach, and I think him going over there in Charlotte, they may not win many games. They they could sneak a playing spot, but it would give him a confidence. Maybe he can get up to like. 21, 22, 23 a game, eight. And it's something that it's just it's just a bad, bad look over there. Because they have DeAndre Hunter. Um, and I think they drafted him, and I thought he was gonna be the replacement of John Collins. And they were gonna ship him off when they picked him. Honestly, that's what I thought. And I think him on the Hornets would it would amplify the Hornets. It would make them a way better team. And it would also um 
benefit the Hawks because they can get some pieces back or some picks. I doubt they get the picks, but some pieces back that can help them out as well. Who would you give up if you're the uh, Hornets? If I'm the Hornets, who would I give up? Boy, shut up my blinds. Uh, if I were the Hornets, who would I give up? Um, I possibly might give up. I, I don't want to give up PJ Washington. Get out of my room. I don't know who to give up, honestly. Kingsley. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking at it. Like, all right, so PJ Washington to Hawks. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Kelly Oubre to Hawks. Uh, and let's try this, see if this works. Actually, PJ and Kelly Oubre to the Hawks. Try trade. It failed. Uh, they. Oh, we I don't want to give up Uber. I don't know if they want to give up Uber. Uber helped the Hawks. We gotta actually cut salary. Actually, hold on. We go back see if I can redo the trade. Adjust trade. Um, so you don't want to give up. I mean, Uber is on a one year deal. That's why I said Uber because Uber is on a on a uh, one year deal. Okay. Okay. Um. Let's do. Let's say undo that. Let's say we trade. Uh. James Booknight needs a new start for sure. Get Booknight out of there. Um, do you want to do Jalen McDaniels? I like Jalen McDaniels though. I like he's really good. Let's say Cody Martin. Cody Martin, the Hawks. See, income is 17 million. Outgoing. Let's see if this works. It might not work. It's failed. Hornets are gonna take about 22 million. Cut one million from the Hornets income and trade. I gotta add some one more person to the Hornets thing to make this successful. Uh, yeah, I would have to add like Jalen McDaniels or something like that, or probably to make this act trade actually work. Jalen McDaniels to Hawks. Let's see. Give y'all. I'll give y'all. I don't know Aaron Holiday or something like that. Trade the Hornets. See if this works. Success. I did John Collins and Aaron Holiday. For Cody Martin, PJ Washington, Jalen McDaniels, and James Booknight. I like that. I like that. My top location, I feel like he could help. I mean, maybe Phoenix has been dying for accusation. Maybe if Phoenix could pick him up. I feel like John Collins killed Phoenix. The thing about John Collins is I feel like he's kind of already maxed out where he's going to be in this league and what he is as well. A lot of threat who can shoot a little bit. Um, maybe, That's something a lot of teams could use, though. A lot of teams could use that, but I mean, what is what, he making like 19, 20 million a year? He's making, he is currently making, he signed a deal for, uh, yeah, he's making 23 million a year. So he's 23, 25, 26, 26. That's his next four years? Yeah. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I mean, the, the, I like Phoenix, but Phoenix, they in a situation where they need to find something because they're going to. Let's talk about pretenders it. To pretenders. Let's talk about it. Is the Phoenix Sun season over? They are currently fighting for OKC to battle right into that playing spot. They, OKC and Phoenix are battling right now to get uh, into that playing. It's wild to see the Suns fans being the most ignorant, most arrogant, cocky fan base to battling down here. I know they've been, know they've been injured. I understand they've been injured. But the Suns, Mikael Bridges, I saw his numbers are the exact same as they were when D-Book is playing. He still gets 15 points per game on even a, a lesser field goal percentage. DeAndre A has been extremely underwhelming once again. We talk about, about this all the time. He said what? He's been underwhelming. 
Okay, yeah, he's been very yeah. underwhelming as a number one pick. I, I would think the guy drafted number one could be able to hold his own when my number one score is out, but apparently not. That's not really something he's capable of doing, which is why <laughs> I stand on that. But the Phoenix Suns, they are getting a little I'm, – I'm not sure – I need to. I know, like you said, they're dealing with some ownership issues. Um, it might not. Cam Johnson's been out. A lot of guys have been out this year, injury-wise. It's supposed to have a, a top top tier coaching staff, top tier of these things, but it's just not hitting this year. I'm trying to figure out if Emerson Smith in the comments. What they are they just going to should they throw the season away, or should they try to fight and uh, get back up in the top four seed? You can't throw the season away. You can't throw you 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 if you're. If you're them, you can't throw the season away. Reason being is you're still too good. Like, they're not as bad as their record. They're not the fucking, what are they? The 12th best team in the conference, bro. Like, they're not. They're not as bad as their, uh, not, granted, I like, like we talked about last show. I think their championship hopes sailed away when Luka hit Cam Johnson with that shit but right before halftime in game seven. That was the end of their championship window. The window was shut and closed and sealed shut when that happened. But I still think this can be a team that can get to the playoffs and even beat somebody possibly. Again, like like you talk like Devin Booker. Will, will we all agree Booker is a top ten player? If not ten, he's like twelve. Devin so Booker's top ten. He's top ten. I would say he if he if not ten like Joe said he's no he's no lower than twelve. You're missing a top ten player. You're missing a borderline first team All NBA guy. If not first team All NBA, he's second team All NBA guy. Yeah, you're missing Devin. him. If Devin Booker is playing, they're not this bad, bro. Yeah, but <laughs> seems like the campaign juice has expired. He was real good, a really good backup for them for quite some time. I mean, Bill is not, not taking that extra step. I mean, but Cam is just having to do too much, like. Again, Chris, like Chris Paul, it's probably like shout out Chris Paul, but this is probably Chris Paul's worst season of his career. Shout out Chris Paul, but it's probably his worst season that he's ever played. It's gonna get worse from there. Probably it's probably his worst season. Right now, Chris Paul is averaging 13 8. He's shooting 42% from the field, 38% from three. He's still giving you a steal, but Cam Johnson is 12. Five assists, 41, 37. They have nobody else averaging 20. They do have, like, what? Who is Sabian Lee? Okay. They have six people in double figures. I do like what Landry Shamit um, has been doing. I think Damian Lee is good. I think they have a lot of really good role players. I think their bench is really solid. They just don't have their guy. I think this is the – now, 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 I do think this is the team that could stand and make a trade. But who do you trade? You got Jake Crowder. Jake Crowder got to go. Yeah, go. but what Jake you Crowder gonna get from like? But, but the <laughs> thing is though, what are you gonna get from Jake? Any because number one, I'm assuming anybody who wants Jake Crowder is a team who thinks we get Jake Crowder is gonna put us over the hump, right? Yeah, they're trying to contend. They're trying to contend. What are you gonna get for Jake Crowder? You can get a first. I mean, well, I mean, no, they get. Ain't nobody from giving the first for Jay Crowder. I mean, all right. I mean, you right. Well, I mean, and how does that help the Suns? If you attack, if you attack on what I meant to say. What I meant to say is you attach Jay Crowder with the first, and then maybe you could. But what is a team who is content? But 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 again, what what is 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 a team who's trying to get over the hump? Realistically, going to send you back. That's going to help you out as well. Either I mean, a team trying to get over the hump, or a team that wants to like a team that could double contract. 
Who can fetch a Nas Reed with a Jay Crowder in the first? Or a, 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 a Rui Hachimara with, for Jay Crowder in the first? Something like that. That makes that sense. That might work. Hey, that yeah, might work. Rui, you could pick up. It's a couple guys lingering around. You might be able to get. That might work. That honestly yeah. might work. That Rui contract sounds appealing to the Suns. Think about Rui is you gotta uh you think about Rui is you gotta make sure that you wanna um resign him. Yeah. And also like Cam, like the thing that the, the thing that makes it interesting is like you you got Rui and you got Cam Johnson. Now, I don't, no hey, EG make too much money. EG might be stuck in Houston, he make too much money. And also, and I was thinking about Rui is like if you if you got you gotta realize if, if you the uh sons. So I guess it's also a very precarious situation because like they're switching ownership and he's buying them. Yeah. So the so government, like, the NBA governs them right now. Is it the NBA that governs them right now? Yeah, they have the yeah, I believe they have a uh like thing where if they make any deals, the NBA. They gotta like yeah, yeah, like yeah, like yeah, like they gotta ask permission. So also with the thing of going through a sale, your season can't be over because you want to make revenue. You want to at least get a series of playoff revenue. If we're switching over management, and also if you trade for Rui. You now have to pay Rui and Cam Johnson. How much do you think Rui is going to command on the uh, market, and how much do you think Cam Johnson is is, is going to command on the market? You the might be paying a hundred twenty million dollars. The thing is, you said that they want to don't want to throw the season away. You might just have to take some risks. If you lose them, you lose them. But if that champ, if they want to stop the uh, the championship window from closing, if they want to, you got to. Oh fight no, it. you got to. It's closed. Oh no, it's close. I mean, you think so? This is it's, it's, it's over with. If, even if they get to the playoffs, you think so? Like for you? No more The championship window is closed. I don't think now, they can, I don't think they can beat a team in the East. But is there a chance that they can make the Western Conference Finals? No, listen, no, listen, listen, listen. listen. I had a, I had a, I had an argument with this about uh one homies uh um at the uh at the uh, Clippers game. I think they can beat. We can talk about it later. I think they can beat the Grizzlies. I think they can beat the Pelicans. I think they can get to a second-round series. If they made a conference finals, I wouldn't be shocked. But I think they're, the window of them actually realistically winning a championship is over with. Even, even to me, a conference finals is probably over with. I think I think they can beat – I think they can su- surprise one of, one, of, one of the top teams. I don't think they can beat Denver. I think no. they can realistically beat, you know. I'm not as so we can like talk about Memphis and uh and and um um and the uh, Pelicans, but I'm not as sold on Memphis and the Pelicans as everybody else is. I rock with Memphis a lot. I mean Memphis, I'm kind of I'm kind of buying in on Memphis at least to get to Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really. The Warriors this year, I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody was telling me the Warriors is gonna be the boogeyman of the West and that the Splash Bros was back. I mean, Clay did have a 50 piece this year, but everybody getting 50 pieces like it's like the new 30. Okay. I just getting 50 points for every every if, if you haven't gotten 50 points, you just can't hoop. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't gotten 50 points, you just basically haven't taken 35 <laughs> shots to get 50 points. But what we're gonna do because I don't want to get too off topic. Rounding this topic off. Is the Suns' Eve season over, Joe? Yes or no? Yes. What? Okay. What is the definition of season over? Um, the season over means that they'll they'll actually. Can I can I go back? I'll say no. The Sun season is not over because I think they'll eventually. Guys, they don't have Chris, these guys don't have season-ending injuries between Book and Cam Johnson is supposed to come back and Chris Paul will be back soon. So I think that their season's not over. They'll end up finishing. 
they will um be, they'll be a playing team and they will probably make the playoffs, but it just won't be as glamorous as it has been over the past couple of years. Ron, is the sun season over? The sun season is not over. Championship potential? Absolutely not. They're not gonna hoist any trophies, but the season isn't over. Um, I'm going with no, the sun season is not over. The championship window was signed, sealed, and shut. But the season is not <laughs> over. I still think they can write the ship and at least have something to say um, in the uh, playoffs. But I, one, go ahead. I have a question, though, for you guys before we move on from the Suns. Um, December passed already. Now, we know what was happening with A-10 and the trade rumors prior to the resign and during offseason. Could you see them moving Aiton to who? Indiana could still be interesting. Think about Indiana is: Do you want to make moves if you're the Pacers? What if they feel like that move puts them another top? They're already a playoff team now. Or do they feel like that move puts them up to a top four team in the East? And how much are you giving up? I mean, would you give? I mean, like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's 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 see something. Because Indiana. if they if they're selling Aiton, then they're then they're obviously the season's cooked. It's like not this. necessarily cooked. Rockets you know, came in, bro. Aiton is really not good. Like, bro, you have to stop. Stop, stop it. You have to stop, stop it. You, yeah, 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 bro. Yeah, bro. You gotta stop. Aiden is no, 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 wait, 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 Four. I watched the white pal. I watched the white pal. Okay, oh, okay, stop. okay. Yep. Yeah. Stop. 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 Uh, you do know. good though. You do good though. You do. Bro, I'm sorry, bro. You, you just... do good though. I mean, the white pal this season. Hold on. No, I'm not. No, I'm not letting this No, the white pal in the playoffs last year. The one no, in the playoffs. Hey, hold on. Question though. Before we go to the Pacers, I mean the Jazz. We know the season that they're having, but could we see Aiden moving to the Jazz and then maybe Jared Vanderbilt? Because obviously, no, I don't think the Jazz are moving. I don't think but they're moving. would have a center. Who is the Jazz think... center right now? Well, actually, well, no, no. Kessler. Kessler is nice. Walker Kessler is nice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They I don't got think the Jazz... Rudy Gobert and got Kessler. I don't think the Jazz are going to move Laurie, of course. No, that's... I think they'll move Clarkson and maybe Conley. And, and possibly Jared Vanderbilt. And if you can get Clark, Clarkson will help D-Book out a, a whole lot. Uh, hold on, wait, little wait, wait. Listen, 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 listen to my uh scenario real quick. Um, I'm going uh, incline. Hmm. Does it wait? Does this? Let me see. Add one more thing in this deal. Let's see, sorry, it's the Pacers. Let me see. Who would have to give up a pick in this scenario? It's a great question. Uh, probably the Pacers. Hold on. Let's see if this works. Uh, give you Cleveland's pick. See if this works. All right, would you do this, Dario Saric and DeAndre Aiden to the to the Pacers, and the Suns get Miles Turner, Buddy Hield, and Cleveland's first round pick from this year. I'm doing that. I'm signing that. I'm signing that deal. I'm I'm accepting that. Say it one more time. You said. Oh, uh, let me try to uh share my screen real quick. Uh. 
Hold on. Share screen. Uh, window. Where is? Okay, never mind. I'm gonna just tell you. All right. So the so the deal is Miles Turner, Buddy Hill, and Cleveland's 2023 first round pick for Dario Saric and DeAndre Ayton. That's fire. The trade works. Would you do that? That's a good trade for both teams. Yes. Hell yeah. Brandon Brooks says Indiana's giving up too much. Do you think the Pacers would be giving up too much if they did that? You said Miles Turner and Buddy Hill. Miles, Miles Turner, Turner. Buddy. Is Miles Turner gone anyways? Miles Turner's on a one-year deal, yes. He's gone. So and Buddy Hill is on a two-year deal, but you have Matherin. Exactly. They're not giving up anything. Not, Miles Turner's not resigning with the Pacers. He's not, he's not he's the tenure's done. He's gonna go try to compete with a contender. He might go to Miami. He's gonna he's gone. Miles Turner's leaving Indiana. He doesn't he's already put his house up for sale. He's gone. He's gone. So if you can get someone like Aiton who can play with an elite playmaker, if not the best point guard. As far Excuse as me. In the league. You're reaching. You're reaching. You're reaching. We go a little far. I like. Hey. I like. I like. Hey. I like Hallie, but brother, you like. He get like twelve dimes a night. You're reaching. Aiden might jump up to twenty-two and ten. I'm just I saying. Mean, I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, no. I mean, I think eight would be great in Indiana. I think eight would be great in Indiana. They're the big three. I think I think Aiden Matherin and Halliburton would be a great, you know, combination for the next decade out there in um Indiana. But moving on, I think we can round it out with the uh with the uh Thunder, well, with the Suns talk. One time Alpha team I do want to talk about that I think people don't talk about enough that I've actually been watching way more of is the OKC Thunder. Is it realistic to think that the OKC Thunder can be not just a play-in team, but even make the playoffs and have a competitive series with someone in the playoffs? Make it, make it a or play am I just drinking the juice too much? No, <laughs> making the play-in, definitely. I can see that happen. They can, they can make the 10th seed, 9th seed. They got a lot of talent over there. They got too much they got a lot of talent over there. They got too much talent. For, for such an organization that can't afford to pay many people, small market, they got a lot of talent. A lot of bird rights over there. That Jalen Williams kid that they drafted, that rookie, he's nice. He's 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 solid. He's on my he fantasy is. team. He has he, he has held me he down many days. This year. Chet hasn't played an NBA minute yet, and he's just sitting over there baking in a incubator. We got Josh Giddy, absolutely going crazy. We already know okay, KC needs to make Chet's a move to make no starter. What move? No. What they? Not really. They can just be patient and let their talent grow and see what they, who can get who they can get this year. They'll bring a lottery again if they if they get win by Yana, They might be the most dangerous win by Yana team. If they get, if they get win by Yana, they might skyrocket from playing to top three seed contender. They get win by Yana. That's how the core they have right now with a possible win by Yana to go with a Chet Holgram and to go with the guy I already talked about, Josh Giddy, Che Good Josh Jenner, who's probably going to be an All Star this year. Averaging 30 a game. Not probably he will be all this year. Thoroughly outplaying Paul George and Kawhi Leonard after being traded <laughs> for Paul George. We can't, but listen, I hate that conversation because, again, you have to realize what teams' timelines were and what they were trying to do. I mean, it's the, that, what, I, that, that, what I said is still true, though. Like, no, it's fact. It's fact. I don't think they, I don't think they expected – because the trade for Paul George, it was his first – 
it was his first year in the league, right? When he got traded as a rookie, right? Or was it his second sophomore year? It was after his first year. It was after his first year, and that's when they had led took the Warriors to Game Six, and he was balling absolutely out of control on on the Clippers in that playoff series in the first round. Um, and then he got traded. And I think the year after that he averaged nineteen, and the year after that, the following year he averaged twenty four, and now he up to thirty two or something like that, something thirty or something crazy like that. One so, great efficiency too. He's shooting fifty percent from the field. Thirty-four percent from the three could be better, but still fifty percent from the field is crazy. So I mean, I don't want to say the Clippers, yeah, because I don't want to go into it. Like you were saying, it's two different. They're in two different time time scenarios. They just happen to look way brighter on the end for the Thunder. Way brighter. I mean, I I, I don't think the Thunder needs to make moves because I mean, again, I think eventually as time goes on you're going to trade some of these young pieces because you physically cannot pay everybody you physically yeah. just can't do it i think the it's thunder are in a, they I, I think the thunder are in a uh, situation where you just some star is going to get disgruntled at some point in time some eventually some star is going to get disgruntled probably you want it to be a wing i think you have your backcourt set you probably wanted to um you you probably wanted to um to um be a, a wing or maybe well yeah really a wing because I but Chet is probably your center so either a three or a four um uh, and you can pair a multitude of picks you can pair uh, a multitude of pieces uh to get said player like just throwing this out there don't think it'll happen but just throwing this out there maybe the Raptors really do want to say fuck it all maybe you go get maybe you go after Pascal maybe you go after Siakam they got they have the pieces. They have the pieces and the picks and the and the and the uh, people to do it. I just don't know if you want to do it right now. But I do think the Thunder are ahead of schedule in their um rebuild. I don't even I know if the, I don't even know if the Thunder thought that they would be this good. I, I honestly, honestly, I I think, go ahead, Joe. As long as you can, Thunder can put in a situation where they can avoid the 2012 Thunder team where they had to trade Harden for Kevin Martin those scraps and then uh, they watch you got blossom if they can get it to a point where they can contend before they have to start dishing out guys hopefully they learn from their own mistakes because this team it looked like the just running it back exactly how it was they hit on pick probably drafted three vets like drafted harden kb and westbrook and like, serge probably, and serge and reggie jackson and jeff green and jeff they, green they hitting the lottery with the draft picks it's kind of like it's kind of recycling. They're, I mean, they obviously traded for Shea, but they drafted Giddy. You draft Chet. You draft Jalen Williams. You draft these guys. You keep going. More picks stockpiling up. You got all these got picks. You got all these picks. If they can like, you make a move now and make it to the point where they can contend before they have to start shipping off guys because you simply can't afford them and you're a small market in Oklahoma City, a lot of people would think that doesn't really matter nowadays, though, as far as the market you're in. Does that matter as much as it did back then? That's a question for y'all. Um... <clears throat> Um, I think it, I mean, I, I, I think it matters just off. I, I, I think it matters if the owners want to pay. And I think that obviously some, some markets, like for instance, the Warriors, you play in the Bay, you oh. can spend whatever the fuck money because so much money comes through the Bay. I don't know if that much money comes through. I don't, I'm great. I don't know what goes on in Oklahoma city, but I don't know how much money comes through Oklahoma city. For instance, like if you're the New York Knicks, Let's say you get a team you want to go all in. So much money comes through New York, you will make all of that shit back. Yeah. Okay, see, yeah, you're still going to make your money back, but it's still Oklahoma City. That Nick Jersey ad costs about probably four times as much as the Oklahoma City Thunder ad. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. Just strictly off the fact of you're in New fucking North York, you're in Madison Square Garden. No matter how terrible you are, they're still gonna put you on TV at least four times a month because you are the New York Knicks. They, they that the Thunder team they are way ahead of schedule on their rebuild. Way ahead. I feel like today's NBA in today's NBA when it comes to rebuilding. What the talent pool that's coming into the NBA, it's really not that hard to get off that hump. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I was at that Rockets game last night. The Rockets might be rebuilding for the for the uh next 10 years. I ain't lying to you. They might be rebuilding for 10 years. I'm so I'm so not lying to you. That team might be rebuilding for 10 years. I just think I just I just think the Thunder have a good organization. Like Sam Presti has been probably a one of the top five GMs in the league, shit, yeah, past 15 definitely. years. Like, there is a, I think, shout out, uh, I think it was SI, some, some, no, it was somebody on, like, YouTube did, like, a thing about how, like, Rashard, about, about like, how uh, uh, the uh, Rashard Lewis deal was a deal that kept moving. Because, like, like, the piece that they got from the, um, from um, that deal sparked everything. Like, like Sam Presley knows how to get every single asset looks at everybody as a uh, asset and knows how to like not just give up anything for pretty much nothing. So he's been one of the best GMs at navigating and, you know, and, and uh, um, um, over the uh, past 15 years. So I think you just get shown, um, you know, what a good organization is. And I think that's, that's why the Thunder are so ahead of schedule the way they are. So, yeah, yeah but, 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 but. I think as far as just them on the court, I think if they can get to the play-in, when I look at who's in the play-in, you try to tell me they can't beat, dare I say it, the Warriors, the Jazz, the Timberwolves, the Blazers? That's who's the Warriors, in the play-in. The play-in game, that would be insane. They can't beat them in a one-game scenario? We talking about one game. We not talking about a series? Fuck no. We are talking about one game. That can't happen? That could, that could possibly happen. So... I mean, I just think the Thunder are a very young um, um, team. They are a very exciting team. They fly under the radar, but they play some good basketball. And also the coach, I don't know his name, but he needs to get more respect. I think he should get, granted, he's not going to win no award, no way in hell, but he should get some coach of the year love. If this team can make the play in, he should get some coach of the um, year votes. Because I don't know if anybody would have had this team making the play in when you started the season, and if you would have polled people uh, before the year, yeah, I mean, they're one of the two teams that I think. I mean, granted, I love their success, but they're they're one of the two teams that I think them and the Magic, that if they were really keyed in on this Wimby sweepstakes, that it would be really scary for the league if those two teams ended up with uh, Wimbanyana. If either one of them, the Thunder, yeah, he's gonna go to Spurs, <laughs> the Spurs or the Hornets or the uh, Pistons. Rockets. I just don't want I don't want Wimby on the damn Rockets, bro. You don't want it, but it's gonna happen, bro. I don't want Wimby on the Rockets, bro. I just, I just think the Rockets are literally a team that might be rebuilding for the next five to ten years, like dead ass. Send that whole team back to college, bro. They I don't, I don't, I don't think there is anybody who can accelerate that rebuilding process. They're nasty. The Rockets are nasty. When Mariana with Sangoon in the front court at the same time, and Jalen Green, who y'all like? Who you like? Don't you? Aren't you a big Jalen Green guy? Yeah, I rock with Jalen Green, but they gonna dribble. Jalen Green and Kevin Porter are going to dribble. <laughs> they're going to dribble. They're going to treat and they they are going to treat. First of all, they don't get a ball to uh, Jabari Smith, who can actually play basketball. They do not be rocking with that man. 
You want to know why Shangoon had such a great game yesterday? Because Kevin Porter ain't play. If Kevin Porter playing, he's not getting 35, 15, and 5. <laughs> he's smooth getting 16 and 10. So like, I think that's a team like that could be rebuilding for literally the next decade. But a simple coaching change, though. That's all that is. It seemed like to me they just not disciplined. They don't listen. Paul Sealy's let them do whatever they, they want. They need. They needed. They needed UD, huh, Joe? They need. They, yeah, exactly. They need Donnie Man, they don't want to listen to me. They want to hear. The Heat need a uh fucking uh uh vet over there. Have you seen the Heat? <laughs> Have you seen the Heat? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Whatever you be doing over there, damn, they ain't working either. Hey Shit, man, they need a vet. Hey, what you think about Jimmy Butler, Ron? Ain't that you? <laughs> That's not my guy, bro. This man told me Jimmy Butler is Nick Foles. He only played good in the playoffs. Jimmy That's Butler, funny, Nick man. Foles, bro. He only played basketball good in the playoffs, bro. That's, I'm naming the episode Jimmy Butler is Nick Foles. One million. Jimmy percent. Butler is Nick that Foles. That is the name of this episode. Jimmy Butler is oh, Nick Foles. That's Foles. not exactly true though. Jimmy be having good seasons though, bro. Oh, Jimmy God. be having good seasons though, but. But 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 moving on, um, I guess we can talk about this before I get to the last two teams or last three topics. Everybody is fucking scoring. Everybody is scoring. Everybody is scoring 50 points. Everyone. What do we think about? Okay, do we think that this is one a lack of defense being played, or are offensive players just so good now that it doesn't matter what defense you play, they're gonna score the ball? Or do you think it's a combination and that the answer lies somewhere in the middle of both of these? Uh, yeah. I think my thoughts on this are, I remember when Luka Doncic originally came out and he said it's much easier to score in um, NBA than it is in Europe. And I, I those comments, I, I when he first said it, I strongly disagree with him. I thought, like, oh, you're crazy. Set up. Like, you not a, you can't, we can't. And what if the NBA, um, what do you like? Stop it. You just, you're not that. Stop it. But as the years have gone, I think you said that two, three, two years ago or something no, like that. And as the years have gone by, was, I thought it was so midway through his rookie season, season, and he walked on. Yeah, he knew. He said, knew off rip. Yeah, he knew off rip. I strongly disagree with that opinion. But as time has gone, Giannis has agreed with him. I think Jokic even came on and spoke on it. Yeah, it's much easier. It makes a lot of sense. And the NBA is just a lot of the, the five out. Everybody on the floor can shoot. Space out. High screen and roll. It's unguardable. And and go on top of the, the fouls that are called when these guys are going, you can't hand check obviously anymore. A lot of the stuff that's happening, it's you're not gonna be able to stop these guys from scoring just based on the with the way the NBA has fallen in love with the analytics and the way the game is going. It's it's, it's just, I mean, what else? It's just uh, yeah, it's bad. In Europe, it's much more structure out there and with the way that they run their sets and the way they do stuff in the NBA is just a I remember games are score be eighty to seventy five at halftime out here. Yeah, this shit. Like, the points got to go some like some as much more opportunities. Teams are shooting like thirty threes a game. The I'm Rockets like, allowed the Lakers to get one hundred and forty points last night. How the Lakers? The Lakers, Lakers one hundred and forty points with Patrick How? Beverly in the starting lineup. The the Lakers putting them all the points. It just is a. It's, a, it's an offensive-oriented league. You can't touch these guys. And then you obviously it goes along with the super talent, with the way the talent has progressed. And it's just it's, it's where the league has come right now. I don't think it's stopping anytime soon. I don't think these dudes playing no defense at all. You want my – hey, look, I, I'm agreeing that the talent level is there and that they're all optimal. And it's so great how these NBA players get the open space. But these they, – they ain't playing no D. They don't care about playing D. They ain't playing AAU ball. They running up the floor, pulling up transition threes. 
playing Olay defense. These dudes not sliding their feet because they all known each other. They've been they've been homies since kids. They've been playing each other since kids. This is high I, school. I don't even I don't even I don't even I don't, I don't even I don't even I don't even think it's that. It's just you don't get paid to play defense like that. True. That's not like like True. you playing great say, defense is not gonna get you thirty five million dollars. What you get thirty five million dollars you're gonna have to score thirty points. Yeah, true. And I, I think that I think that it's gonna hasn't it always been that way though? I feel like an old head, like I feel like I'm turning into an old head, like, and I always love like the young hoops and stuff, but it's it's scary. We we reach a scary times. Like I'm pretty sure in the next ten years, I'm gonna have people telling me that Carmelo is not not the scorer that he was because these dudes in the NBA, that's just gonna be the numbers are gonna be so yeah, the numbers are gonna be so inflated. Like I I honestly, we're kind of back in like the sixties. Uh, yeah, go and look at like the 60 stats. One of the reasons they're so crazy is because the possessions were higher in the uh, 60s than what they even were today. The pace is the pace is the ridiculous. pace. The, the pace was the pace was coming full circle. NBA. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you look. I think it's a combination of one guys. A lot of guys don't be out there. Like a lot of teams don't play no damn defense. Like none at all. Like no defense. The Rockets get also, for 40 a night. None. And then also these guys are supremely talented. Like even look at high schoolers. Like the moves high schoolers do, like the footwork they have, like yeah, we wasn't doing that shit 15, 20 years ago. Like all of them have legit NBA level. I don't want to say NBA level, but NBA style footwork. So like these guys offensively are are um I say that all the time. Coach yeah. Polish. Yeah, so these guys yeah. are very, very, very like we have trainers at 12 years old. When you have I no see, trainers, you better take your ass to the park and go hoop. I see yeah. six graders hitting. Harden's step backs to the left one hand foot, side. One yeah, foot, like what's going on? One six foot, grade? all the way threes. I'm seeing it. It's it's it, it it's scary. It's scary how good and talented these kids and these dudes in the NBA are. I mean, they've always been super talented, but there's but there are guys in the league. Jason Tatum is a is one of those people that I see. He go out there night in, night out. Even Kevin Durant, I'm seeing. Is going night out there, night in, night out, day to day, trying to lock up his man, and he playing D. Now he might still get thirty, but they look it. It don't look like the thirty that other people be giving up. No names of names. Don't say other people. LeBron is is for sure one of them people. He old like LeBron old, so it's like. I, I don't expect a thirty-eight year old, a thirty, I think thirty-nine now. Some he old. Yeah, I don't expect him to go out there and slide his feet night in, night out. But somebody that's that ain't playing playing D, Devin Vassell, somebody that ain't playing no D. That was a name, so you really <laughs> watch Devin Vassell to know that man don't play no he ain't D. Playing no D. I was not expecting you to say Devin Vassell. So you really watch that. Zach Levine. Zach don't be playing defense either. No defense. Zach don't be playing no defense either. Donovan Mitchell looked like he played D, but he don't play no D. This year a lot better than he was on the Jazz. No, this year is called I have Evan Mobley and Jared Allen both behind me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it really good bad? The same thing according to you. Yeah, Not both of them. I got though. two though. I got two. Both of them. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a couple dudes that just they just do not slide. They they feed, bro. And it's bad. I'm like, wow. It's, it's insane. It's like okay, I'm gonna go bucket for bucket with you. The Rockets whole Rockets roster is a bucket for bucket with you. I'm gonna try to trade bucket for bucket with you. You get a two, I'm gonna shoot a three. 
And it's just gonna be like that all night. Did y'all see how mad the Hornets coach was a couple weeks ago when they kept getting yeah. uh, having them high? He went to the media infuriated. Lamelo don't play no damn defense. Lamelo don't play no defense. We're never gonna beat nothing on this team if y'all can't. Halftime scores be 87, 80. Bro, bro, you be getting blown out. You be getting blown out at halftime by 16, and somehow you still got 75 points. (laughs) Bro, what team was that that uh let the net score 90 at halftime? That was the worst when they didn't have that. When, when it, that was yeah, the worst. I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry. I don't care who you don't have. You no team should put 90 points on you at halftime. That's inexcusable. I don't care who's out there. 90 points at halftime. We got so so look so so the gig. I don't I don't I don't want to spend all day talking about this. There are like three other things I want to like go to. But yes, I do think these kids is coming in and like and, and like the guys in the league are incredibly talented. Like are just. Exceptional, but also these motherfuckers don't be guarding nobody either. The answer somewhere lies in the middle. You let Donovan Mitchell score 71 American basketball points, and the bad part about that is he had like 14 at halftime, meaning he had 60 points in three quarters. Yeah, <laughs> in three quarters, he had 60 points, and nobody the even horse? mentions the fact that DeMar DeRozan had damn near 50. He did. Yeah, he had 40, 46, I think, that game. That's hilarious. I literally had Nobody no even mentions that. That he, had almost no idea. Had, that he almost had a nickel. Like, I had no idea. But that's, that's just today. And that's just the, the Hornets dropped 51 on the Bucks in one quarter. Just raining. What what, what, the, what are the, we doing? What? In the first quarter. In the first quarter. You didn't see that? Yeah, they put well, 51 on the Bucks. I don't think Yonas is playing. But they started the Hornets. Have 51 points in one quarter this season. Like, bro, we have how many people are averaging 20 points this year? We have the most ever, I'm pretty sure. What hold on? Because they don't even we have fucking Lord Jesus. I think we got we have, like 11. No, we have 43 people averaging 20 points. This isn't the, the names Luca, MB, Tatum, Giannis, Shea, KD, LeBron, Dane. Donovan, Ja, Trey, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving, Siakam, Jokic, Laurie, Randall, Anthony Lowry. Edwards. Lowry. Lowry Marketing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you said Kyle Lowry. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Edwards, Zach, De'Aaron Fox, Jalen Brunson is averaging 22 points. Porzingis, oh. Anthony Simons, Jeremy. So the, the Blazers have three people averaging 20 points, averaging in the, in the top 25 in scoring. And they're they 10. Barely, That's a whole other thing, but whatever. They barely even play a team, yep. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma, Jalen Green, Bam Adebayo, Darius Garland, CJ McCollum, Bob Donovich, Paolo, Jordan Clarkson, Keldon Johnson, Tyler Jordan Hero. Clarkson? Jordan Clarkson's averaging 21 points. Oh, my God. Keldon Johnson, Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson, Terry Rozier, DeJounte Murray, Franz Wagner, Halliburton, Kelly Oubre and RJ Barrett are all averaging 20 points. Kelly Oubre? Kelly Oubre is averaging 20 points. How many people over 30? Like at least 11, right? Is it 12 or 11? Who? How many people over 30? Um, it is uh, I mean, over 30 is still is five, but that's still crazy. Five yeah. people over averaging, over over averaging over 30. A couple of them got 29 points something, right? Uh, Yeah, so seven. LeBron's averaging 29.7. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> LeBron <laughs> and KD is averaging 29.7. Uh, but we can leave it there uh, for that topic. Um, did you hear what Steve Kerr said? Steph Curry is a new Michael Jordan. Well, uh, something modern, what, modern, modern, yeah, the, modern, modern, the modern day Michael Jordan. What do you think about that? I agree. Why? I mean, he he takes all of his box office. He's a champion. He presents himself well to the media. He has all the antics. He has his own. He, he shoots the three. Michael Jordan did the little. He closes free throws. Um, he closes eyes on the free throw shot. My, Steph Curry shoot a three. Turn around before go in. He'll he he got the pregame antics. He got everything he's up to. He is he had, he checks all the boxes. He's a killer when it matters, and he just he's consistent. He sells out the tickets every night. Easy. He's averaging thirty this year. He's like his what is it? I don't know. 14th year for Steph Curry, whatever yeah. it is. But Something he like just that. he he brings it all from the from the from the accolades to the the scoring to the the fan base. Like Steve Kerr said, he'll he take like he, you don't watch him. All you see is you see a bunch of blue and yellow Steph Curry jerseys out there. And he and the way he also he also changed the game. I feel like Michael Jordan, in a way, he changed the game in his own way. Steph Curry, part of the reason why we talked about the insane scoring reasons. Steph Curry is not the only guy, but he's one of the main reasons why everything is the way it is now with the high three-point scoring numbers and uh, everything, a lot that's going on in the NBA right now. So I, I'm not, I don't think that the, the comparison is too far-fetched. I think Curry, he has everything a modern, you would expect in a modern MJ. Um, only a couple championships short. Obviously not the same. Uh, he's, not gonna, don't, he's not going to never want to be on a defensive team or he's not never going to defensive player of the year or anything like that. But Steph Curry, he checks all the boxes on what we need for a, a modern MJ who's Changing the game and uh, living legend, all-time three-point uh, scoring record. I mean, yeah, consistent um, first-team All-NBA player. I, I, I agree with it from this standpoint. Um, I think I think Steph is probably, arguably, the biggest draw in the um, NBA right now. I mean, obviously, up there with like LeBron and Luca. I think those guys are probably the biggest draws. Um, Jai's Jai's on his way there uh, as the biggest draw. Zion, I think, as the um, biggest draws. But, I mean, even in watching last night, I watched the game. He was at the line getting MVP chance. Like, this very rare you get an MVP chance in a whole nother. And, I mean, even, yeah, like, every – That's happened multiple times. In Brooklyn, it happened. Yeah, like, every stadium he goes on, like, what court he goes uh, on, when he, you know, shoots the three and makes it, like, the crowd, like, doesn't boo, they cheer. Like, I think he is from the, from the uh, standpoint of what he means to the kids. You know, I think – Probably, uh, oh, yeah, sorry, you, know, maybe, you know, like, I mean, for me growing up in, you know, Chicago, Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan to me. And then like me being on the East coast, like LeBron was obviously LeBron. Cause like you could see him. And like, I remember he was 12 when I got drafted and, you know, West coast people, you got Kobe, you know, like that generation of Kobe. And then like the next guy for like the guys who like, if you 18, 18, 19, 20, 21, like Steph Curry. Steph is probably the uh, guy for you, like the guy you looked up to and the guy that, you know, like when, when we went outside and tried to dunk or tried to cross people over, kids go outside now and try to shoot threes from wherever the hell. So um, I think on that standpoint, I mean, he kind of is. Like he's the biggest draw in the um, league, well, probably the biggest draw in the uh, league right now. And, again, I think he's, like like I said, for, for, the, for, the, for, for Gen Z, he's Michael Jordan. For Gen Z, Steph Curry is your Michael Jordan. That's that's fair. So I think we can leave that there. Um, I guess we could do two more topics, one more topic today. Uh, the Denver Nuggets. Do you think the currently right now the Denver Nuggets don't have the best record in the NBA, but they have the 
second best record in the um, NBA. They've won six straight games. Um, they sit atop the Western Conference. They're currently tied with Memphis, really, um, at the uh, top of the West. But do you think the Denver Nuggets can actually win it all? Is that something you can actually see the Denver Nuggets doing this season? I think so. The team is fully healthy now. A team that's been one of their main reasons, concerns, why they haven't been able to do what they're doing now. Michael Porter Jr. is back, healthy, playing good basketball. Again, I think he's averaging now 18 this season, consistent. Um, Jamal Murray is back this year. He's getting into his groove a little bit. I, don't think, I still don't think he's just as good as he used to be at one point, but I think he can get there by playoffs. He's still playing good basketball has, and has room to grow um, to get better from all the time that he missed coming off the ACL injury. And then you pick up, and then there one other concern with them was the defense. Uh, you add a couple guys who play defense. I think Aaron Gordon's having a sensational year for Aaron Gordon, one of the best years of his career, producing night in and night out. Jokic has been a great pair for him because he can always move all ball, and he knows somebody's going to find him. He's going to stay active. He's never. He's not a guy who ever just catches ball watching. He's not just going to stand around while Jamal Murray dances and shoots back. You're going to see him. He's going to go back door. He's going to try to catch it live. He's going – Set a screen. He's going. He's he's active. He's an active moving body. And I don't think he's also also on defense. He's not a he's not a target. Nobody's going after Aaron Gordon. We're not going to put Aaron Gordon in action because we think we can expose him. You pick up KCP, a champion, a guy who is one of the probably a better, probably a top ten, top fifteen, three and D player in the league. Shoots the ball at an excellent rate, and he slides his feet out there on the perimeter. Like we talked about, guys who don't do that. He's he sure one of the, Yeah, one of the guys who does do that. He's he great at getting ball. around screens. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, yep. And then uh, you got a, a Bruce Brown, a guy who can play make a little bit, uh, run a little bit of pick and roll with him. And he can make an open three. And he also, he's a guy who's not going to shy. He'll, he'll go out and guard LeBron. He's not going to shy away from those bigger matchups. He'll guard LeBron. He'll take some matches on Luka. And he'll try his best out there and move his feet. So when you correct all those things, you get healthy. And you, all that to go on top of Nikola Jokic, possibly having a, a three-time MVP on your yeah. team. He's almost – I'm not sure. Last time – I'm not sure if he is now, but last time I checked, he was almost averaging a triple-double. I think it's like – He 20. is averaging 20 – oh, my God. Lord Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> He's averaging basically 25, 11, and 10. Wow. That's – that's and sensation. you have a guy doing that, Jokic, I think that there's definitely a scenario where this team can win a championship. I mean, obviously, like we talked about in the past episodes, a tough, tougher team might be the team with the quick guards because they'll just – uh, you see a Memphis, they're going to try to get you on John Moran. You see a, a Warrior team, they're going to try to make you go out there and guard um, Steph Curry. I think that they might, at this point, they should have enough talent to be able to overcome that one flaw that's been killing them, nipping them in the, in the back every time they do get there. So I think that's a scenario where the uh, Nuggets can win a championship. This team is very deep, uh, well-coached. Mike Malone um, is doing his thing this year with a full roster. I like what we're seeing from them. Bones Highland has been exceptional off the bench this year. Having pretty much yeah, but I worry about him in the playoffs, though. A lot of us saw that coming. I think well, he can still be. I mean, he can still be good in the playoffs. I mean, he won't. If you, they have guys that they. If he, there's a point where he is getting exploited on in the playoffs, they have, they're deep. They can sit him. Like, oh, okay, in the fourth quarter, you won't see the floor just uh, bones. They have options there. If they can stay healthy, they're a very versatile team. I think they check off all the boxes. And I think no team is going to really want to see the Nuggets. I mean, like I said, unless you are the Warriors and you don't really care, you experience, you beat them already last year. I don't think any team is really going to be looking at chops to see the uh, Nuggets of this upcoming playoff series, especially if Jokic continues to possibly play the way he's playing. Um, well, last time Nuggets were healthy, they went to college finals. In the bubble season, last time they were a, a, a healthy team, they were a conference finals team. And they took the Lakers to what, was it five or six? Six. No, no, it was took- five. Five. 
Yeah, whatever. They went to the conference last time that they were healthy, right? Even like last year in the um, Warrior series, it wasn't like they just got destroyed. Like, yes, they lost the series. If I'm not mistaken, I think they got swept, if I'm not mistaken. But it wasn't like they were just out there losing by like 30 points every game. That wasn't what was going on. And I was without Jamal Murray. That was without Michael Porter. Michael Porter came out today and said he still doesn't feel 100%. But um, as the season goes, uh, he feels better. I went to, to the to the Nuggets game where they beat the Clippers without Jokic. Jokic wasn't even there. They still beat the Clippers. And that was um, with DeAndre Jordan starting, right? DeAndre <laughs> Jordan starting. Um, if I could give the Nuggets maybe one thing, I still think they need to be better defensively. Currently, their defensive rating is 18th in the um, league. Usually, most teams that have a legitimate chance of winning a championship are top 10 in both offense and defense. Currently, their offense is second. Their defense is 18th. But I don't know if they're actually the 18th worst defense in the um, league. I'm still somebody who thinks that they probably need a guy who 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 can possibly win defensive player um of the year next to uh Jokic. But again, you know, Michael Porter Jr., he has a size. Aaron Gordon, maybe Aaron Gordon is what they need. I mean, Aaron Gordon is great on the um offensive glass. Uh, I mean, even if you go back to like the bubble season, he was offering a lot of resistance to uh Kawhi and PG. There was reasons like, yeah, we talk about Paul George disappearing, Kawhi was disappearing too, because that man Aaron Gordon was on him. <laughs> so 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 hey maybe they don't like maybe like, maybe if i had to give one thing backup center i think that even like you know you saw Kawhi dunk on him you saw john wall decide to dunk on him i think like you know naji or or you know i mean just those 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 without Jokic minutes like i think if they could go and get like maybe a yakum purdue i don't know how they go get a yakum purdue but i think they could go like you know trace some picks and go get like a yakum purdue to just like offset those minutes when Jokic isn't there isn't also, on the- I feel you also give him a little bit of a little bit of rest. He has a lot on his shoulders right now. A lot of, yes, yeah. So like you know, like if you could just get like yeah, get like a guy like Yaka Perdo, because like right now, I mean DeAndre Jordan, I fuck with DJ, but I think DJ has probably passed his um years um at uh this point. And Najee, yeah, and, and like Najee is just small. Like Kawhi looked at him and said, I'm going to dunk on you. John Wall who I haven't seen dunk a basketball like that in probably at least three years, decided he was going to dunk on him on a full, on on a whole fast break. So I think that if if anything, maybe they could use a backup center, I think, uh, just somebody with size and, again, and, again, and again, um, somebody to actually spell Jokic. But maybe they can. Like, like may, maybe this team can actually win a championship. Again, I'm still not convinced because I still think defensively they need to be better. I still think they need to be better um, defensively. And I still think, like, a team like the Warriors, again, when you talk about going out there and guarding stuff, can kind of, um, can kind of, um, you know, uh, pose problems for Jokic. But again, last year's team didn't have KCP. And like I said, even in that series last year, like, let me go. Let me go back and look at the series. But if I'm not mistaken, they weren't like they just went out there and just got folded up. Yeah, they lost 4-1. And, like, yeah, some of the games looked like, yeah, the first two games was uh 123 to 107. Then they was was 126 to 106. After that is 118 to 113, 120. Uh, then the game they won was 126-121 and then 120 to 108. So it wasn't like they just got out there and got folded up the whole series and they just, like, lost by 20. And that was with without their other two main guys there. So, hey, maybe, you know, the, what I'm talking about won't matter as much. Because, again, now you got Jamal Murray back. You got Michael Porter Jr. back. You got two guys who can also go out there and, and get you 20 points. And you have KCP, who, if I'm not mistaken, KCP is shooting like, what is he shooting from the field this season? 
KCP is shooting. He is shooting 47% from three this season. 47% from three this, this season. I think he's a top five three-point shooter in the um, league. You couple that. That's uh, he is attempting 4.5 threes a game. That's not like the 47, and that's not the best? No, uh, actually, it might be the best. Hold on, let me look. Forty-seven percent. That won't be like the best of all time. That's insane. No, I don't think it's the best of all time. Uh, who is? No, guess who is leading in three-point percentage? You will never guess. I will never guess. Guess. Is it a guard? Guard wing. He's a he's a uh, wing actually probably. That I would never guess. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I would never guess. Oh, he's in the. uh, No, hell no. He's in the um, Pacific Division. I'll give you that one. Harrison Barnes? No. Kevin Herter? No. Um, in the Pacific Division. He's one of Damian the Phoenix. Lee? Yep, Damian Lee. Damian Lee is leading the league in three-point percentage at 48% from three. Contavious Caldwell Pope is second at 47. Luke Kennard is at 46. Uh, Malcolm Brown at 45. Alex Burke. 45. Al Horford is 44%. 48 percent from three is torching. You you are you a first class shooter. You are which is which which goes back to why I said I don't think the season's over for the Sun. I think they have very good role players. They just need their guy back. But but again, so yeah, maybe all the things I'm saying about that one weakness, maybe the shit don't matter as much as I think it matters, especially against a team like the Warriors. Because again, it's number one, you still, modern NBA too. Yeah, like number one, you still have to guard Jokic. Who the fuck on that team finna um guard Jokic and now, Jordan Poole and them, Jordan Poole and Steph Curry, you got to go out there and guard Jamal Murray, brother. I, I mean, that's supposed to be Clay. <laughs> and I like, I actually like Kevin Looney and Draymond on Jokic. I think that's better than what most teams could draw Jokic. I feel you, but I still think Jokic is dogging them. I feel you, though. I do feel you. Like, in that series, what did Jokic average? And this is with no help. I don't want to say no help, but not the most help. Jokic <laughs> average in that series... Jokic was, yo, yeah, they, uh, yeah, hold on, wait, that's, is this a basic stats? Yeah, Jokic averaged 31, 13, 5, and 1 on 57% shooting from the field, 27% from three, and 80% from the free throw line playing 34 minutes a game. They did nothing. They did, they did nothing. They did, they did nothing, in my personal opinion. So, um, they, yeah, they did nothing in my personal opinion. So, again, maybe it doesn't matter as much as I think it does, and maybe I'm slightly underestimating this team. I just think that they need to be top 10 in both offense and defense to have a legitimate shot at winning a, a championship. And the last team I want to talk about today before we round it out is the other team that is tied that is tied with uh, the Denver Nuggets for the top spot in the conference, the Memphis Grizzlies. They have won 10 straight games as we sit here today. I don't know what they will do. Um um, you know, uh, by the time you guys hear this, but they have won 10 straight games. They are first in defensive rating since Jaron Jackson came back. They have catapulted themselves to being first in defensive rating. They are 10th in offensive rating. Um, do you think the Grizzlies can actually win an NBA championship? I think, I think there's a scenario where they can win a championship too. Like I said, there's no runaway favorite. So, and the team that are that want to be runaway favorites, they're already they're in that class. I think this team, John Moran is basically that he's backing up his talk now. He said he's not worried about nobody in the West. I think they're in their last 13 games. I think they're 11 and two on this tear that they're on. They beat top. They beat the Pelicans. They beat 
um, other teams. I, I forgot who else was it, but they beat some of the top teams in the West, and they are deep. Desmond Bain is back. He is killing. He's that guy outside of John Murray who can give you that 20 to 25 that you need. Also, shooting the lights out. Like you said, Jaron Jackson is a heck of a – he's like – he's got a problem with his fouling, but he's a heck of a, a backbone defender. I think most teams would kill for a Jaron Jackson, what he does for that team. Also, shooting the ball. Um, Steven Adams, rebounding machine, a vet, been around forever. He's been on deep playoff runs with um, – well, not really say deep, but he has playoff experience. He's played with, he's played with Russell Westbrook, similar to Josh. They have um, – who else is in Memphis? But they just have an all-around team. Brooks, they have Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, um, Tyus Jones, probably one of the best backup point guards in the uh, league, Brandon Clark. The and they just are very uh, a tenacious, nasty, young team that people don't want to run into. I say this all the time. They could have easily snuck snuck the Warriors last year, snuck that championship run last year if John Morant done. All the youth that they have and all the activity that they, that they have on, on defense and just the offense and just all the – the tenacity that they bring every night, night in and night out. It's not something teams want to do with. They will trash talk you and they will back it up. They will dunk over you. John Moran will Yo, jump over you. Gee, I that Jaden Wood, that what was he on, bro? Why would you do that to that man, bro? Every bro, John is going every chance he get, he is going. Gee, did you see uh, how far he cocked that ball back, bro? What are you on, bro? What's wrong <laughs> with you, dog? Why would you do that to that? That man has a family who has to see that forever. <laughs> then the fact, then the fact he broke the man. Did you see him split the screen? It wasn't like it was a fast break. He split the screen. What's he supposed to do? I mean, no, what's no, 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 no. I'm what? saying that might be a what is that ranking point guard dunks? It it might be top three. I'm not mad at that. Top three. I think Derrick Rose I'm on Dragic is up. I think go ahead. I said, y'all call me crazy when I said he um more entertaining or just as entertaining as D Rose, prime D Rose. I didn't say he would no, you said he well, I don't, well, I don't know, but yes, he yes. I think John Moran is the best show in uh basketball right now, currently. I think D Rose on Dragic, BD on Kirk Lingo because of the fucking scenario, and then that job dunk that that man did on that man is like, bro. And then I think Kevin Johnson on like Hakeem gotta be up there and shit like that. But that dunk was insane. Um, as far as the Grizzlies go. I don't think they actually have the best defense in the league, but the defensive rating says first. What the hell can I say? I think Jaron Jackson is a legitimate defensive player um, of the year candidate. I still think they probably need somebody else who can get their own buckets minus job. But the fact is you have Tyus Jones coming in off the bench, who is, again, probably the best backup point guard in the um, league. Also, when they run him at the one and run him at the and um, run Ja at the two and allow Ja to be more of a uh, scorer, I think it helps Ja out. Um, and gives less him less playmaking um, responsibility. And Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain might be the, the closest thing to a uh, – how do I a phrase it? A wing presence, like a wing go-to scorer on the wing type. Yeah, like a go-to scorer who doesn't do it off the dribble that much. Like – I feel like if you really got to get it out of the mud off the dribble, he can. He's great from three, and I think he's great as – he's. I think he's great. I mean, obviously, he is a huh? He's not 2010 Ray Allen. He's not 2010 Ray Allen. I think he's great from three. Yeah, but he also ain't fucking Milwaukee Bucks Ray Allen or uh Super Science Ray Allen either. So let's not go there. Well, let's whoa. Let's 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 let, let whoa. But I think Desmond Bang is a guy who can what I, about think, I think straight line drives, he's really good because he's strong. 
and he can shoot the hell out the ball. I think he's the best, like, version of a go-to scorer who isn't about to sit out there and dribble, like, just, you know, like, dribble, heem, 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 step back, and, you know, you don't need nothing else. Like, you don't Reggie. need no plays. Huh? What about Reggie? Yeah. Who? Reggie Miller, bang. How you like that one? He's more of a Reggie than he is, like, a Buck Troy Allen. I can't, I, I can't say that. I can't say that because I've seen Reggie Miller do it with his own team. All right. I mean, yeah, it's a so small sample size. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm trying to think of a comparison for Bain. I kind of can't off the top of my head. Somehow I had to like really sit down and like go through NBA history and think about. But yeah, I think he's probably one of the first people who was like, a, like kind of like even like a Clay Thompson. Like, you know, a guy who was a. Who? Kevin Martin, maybe Kevin Martin. Yeah, fair. Kevin Martin, Clay Thompson, like like that vein of guys who were like go to scores. But Kevin Martin did have some uh, shimmies though. But guys yeah, who were like, yeah, but like guys who were like go to scorers, who it wasn't like it was all in like isolation or like or like you respected them to um ISO. But I mean, when I look at Memphis, sure. I mean, I'm not convinced. I, I think they can go to the the the, the, the finals, or they can lose in the um second round. I just think the West. He said Brandon Roy is like that's. I'm not. I'm not. I'm Brandon not. Brandon Roy that might be reaching a little. Brandon, bit. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Roy is reaching. Michael Red, I'm fine with. Brandon Roy is reaching a little bit. We got to remember how good Brandon Roy is. Michael Red is fair, but I mean, yeah. And again, I mean, Shaq said it on also on the broadcast. He was wild when he said he. He wasn't no high draft pick. What are you talking about? Yeah, but but I do think John Morant deserves some MVP love. He's not going to win it. When you look at the shit Jokic is doing, he's not going to win it. But I do think that John Morant does deserve some um, MVP love this season. And, yeah, the Grizzlies are just a very interesting team to me. And I think and I think the most underrated thing about the Grizzlies is they all like each other. I think you can never underestimate how much liking each other uh, um, helps you on the basketball court. Like you yeah. even see when like Ja dunks or or when when any of the guys do anything, the whole bench is up grabbing on each other. Like all those guys are young enough, around the same age enough to like each other and relate to each other. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's like a, a strong point. I'm a random Gilbert Arenas on this podcast. He was like, obviously, um, side note, those Wizards teams was trash. Like most of the teams he was on, he said when he was sitting on the bench, if something happened, you didn't get happy because I'm like that means less minutes for me. So he just used to sit there. <laughs> Like that's that's not going on in there. They that's all not that's them. not going on there. They're rooting for each other, and that does, that definitely matters a lot. Yeah. So yeah, and and I think that <laughs> and again, and again, I think that that's something that you just can't discount. I think you know when you get in hard moments and you like play for each other. I think that that you know that's something that you that 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 um you can't discount. And the fact that I think that they really embody the city of Memphis and give the city of Memphis. I mean, especially with you know, I think it's very few times in which like you get a you get a sports team and you get a city who has a lot of culture coming out of it coming together at, like, the same time. I think it happened yeah. in, like, Chicago in, like, you know, the early 2010s with D-Rose, and you had, like, the drill movement coming along at, like, the, you know, the, uh, <laughs> not for real, like, the drill movement at, like, the uh, same time. And now, like, you know, you see Memphis, and you see, you know, you got, like, the money bag yo's, you got the Gorillas, you got all these artists coming from Memphis, and Memphis culture is being put, like, on, you know, the main screen as far as in that-wise. And you have a basketball team who seems to, like, embody that culture, um, um as real and i think that that you know that's a special team and also something that you can't discount um so i think we'll see with the grizzlies but i wouldn't put my money on them to do it but when i look at them like i said you got to usually got to be top 10 in both offense and defense they first in defense and they 10th in offense i don't actually think they had the best defense in the uh, league but i can't argue with the numbers so i think we can leave it there uh joe's been another great show appreciate you shout out ron for coming on 
Um, yeah. is there anything that you want to say before before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think that's it. But you Philly fans as well. I was my first encounter with the NBA fan base. Y'all you crazy? Had cooked all on Twitter for like a, for like <laughs> nine straight hours. I'm set on that. I did not get cooked. I cooked them back. Uh, most of them, they didn't make sense. They, man quoted it with a, a, a clip of Embiid clipping 2019 Oladipo. Like, whoa, who, like, bro, no, no way you tried to validate your point with this man cooking, locking down Oladipo. But yeah, it's been another great episode. Shout out to Domi Ron for coming through. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. You can get me on Twitter at the Jolt with two S's, J O L T S S. Maybe on the gram, Joel R. Wilson. And uh, yeah, we are. And as always, man, follow me on Twitter at Pavyworld, P-A-V-Y World, all one word. Um, I got a new project coming out real, real soon, so um, look out for that. I'm starting to um, roll it out now. Um, it's kind of like a little Tiny Death Style live version, so, you know, make sure you uh, look out for that. And thank all of you for supporting the show the way you have the past six years. I think next week we, we will be back in person. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, appreciate all y'all. And until next time, man, y'all be safe. It's been Who's Approved.